0: This is is the resistance report for February 1st, 2018, where we try to show you the big picture. Tonight, the controversy over the secret Republican memo and what it means for the Mueller investigation and really for America's future. Let's get into it. Trump and his Republican enablers in Congress have thrown their campaign against the FBI into high gear. Uh, Today, the White House approved the release of a secret Republican memo intended to raise questions about the neutrality of the investigation into Trump and his Russian connections. The decision comes over the objections of Trump's own FBI director, Chris Wray, we yesterday released a statement raising grave concerns about the accuracy of the document. Adam Schiff, the top Democrat on the Intelligence Committee, also charges that Republicans have made material changes to the memo and cherry-picked which information to release. And meanwhile, Fox News has turned up its propaganda machine against the FBI as well. Here is my old friend Newt Gingrich on the open rebellion at the FBI in effect, and it's an open rebellion. You have the director of the FBI putting out a release, tele- attacking the president for what the president apparently has decided to do because he didn't listen to the head of the FBI. I mean, this is a level of bureaucratic deep state resistance that should be educational for every American. And it should, it should raise two questions. First of all, you, when you're dealing with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Justice Department, it is a threat to the civil liberty of every American if they go rogue. So here we have Republican attack dogs like Newt Gingrich. And by the way, Newt Gingrich is not my friend. Uh, and much of Fox News. I mean, Newt Gingrich is just an exemplar of, of what Fox News has become. It's become kind of the Pravda, right? The propaganda arm of the Trump administration. And what Newt Gingrich and Fox News are trying to do is undermine confidence in the FBI. At the same time, Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee led by Representative David, David Devin Nunes, a, a committee, by the way, that's supposed to guard the secrets of American intelligence. Here's Nunes. Supposed to guard the secrets of American intelligence? They're fueling conspiracy theories. For the first time in history, I've never heard of it before, and I've been around Washington many, many years. You've got an Intelligence Committee releasing information that the FBI and the Justice Department say should not be released. Now, this is an FBI headed by somebody, appointed by a president in the same party as the party that runs Congress, right? FBI and the Justice Department says This should not be released. It's inaccurate. It's distorted. And yet, you have the Intelligence Committee run by uh, basically a Trump operative. That's who Devin Nunes is, uh, doing this without the approval of Democrats on the committee. According to reports, the Nunes memo is cherry-picked to make the case that the FBI and the Justice Department abused their authority to obtain a warrant to spy on former Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Now, Page, look, he's a former Moscow-based investment banker. He's been on the authorities' radar for years. He had visited Moscow in July 2016 and was preparing to return there that December when investigators obtained the warrant in October 2016. Now. Here's what you need to understand. Release of the cherry-picked Nunes memo also puts members of the intelligence community, the entire intelligence community, I mean, the the FBI, the CIA, everybody, and Democrats, they're all now in a bind because they can't counter the cherry-picked information in the Nunes memo after it comes out without disclosing even more sensitive information about FBI sources and methods. And Trump couldn't be more delighted about all of this. In fact, there's a lot of evidence that he's behind it all. What's really going on here is a coordinated effort by the White House and Republicans in Congress to discredit the FBI, just as special counsel Robert Mueller narrows in on Trump for obstruction of justice and other collusions, potentially, with Russia. Now, Nunes, who is so close to Trump that he was a member of the Trump Transition Committee, he's delivered to Trump exactly what Trump wants and very likely at Trump's direction. That's a document that raises questions about the neutrality of the FBI investigation. Trump wants the Nunes document released because Trump sees it as a way to push out Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, who oversees special counsel Rob Mueller's investigation, which will allow Trump to replace Rosenstein with someone who will fire Mueller. Last month Trump asked Rosenstein whether Rosenstein was on my team. Can you imagine that? I mean, this is after, months and months and months after. Trump basically asked the same thing of Comey, James Comey. Are are you loyal? Are you with me? And when he was not satisfied that, that Comey was loyal and was with him, he fired him. It's the same if you're not loyal to me, your fire drama that ended in the firing of James Comey last year. The Nunes memo is another way for Trump, there he is, to undermine public confidence in the whole Russian investigation of Trump aides. And by the way, these Trump aides are a group of people who repeatedly traveled to Moscow. They had business dealings with Russian oligarchs. They met in Trump Tower with Russians connected to Putin. I mean, you never had a campaign in history that has had more Russian connections. And we are supposed to, we the American people, we're supposed to believe that these connections had nothing to do with Russia's intervening in our election on the side of Trump. But the Trump and Nunes strategy is to question the motives of the public officials who are investigating all of this. Now, let's just be clear about this. Nunes is a Trump operative. He says he's investigating the FBI because Trump wants to fuel suspicions that the entire investigation of Trump's Russian connection is a partisan political conspiracy against him. Nunes is Trump's assistant in this dirty work. The other assistant, in effect, is Fox News. Nunes handles Congress, comes up with this cherry-picked report, Fox News handles Trump supporters, and the two roles are closely related. Whatever evidence Nunes comes up with, no matter how dubious, is used by Fox News, by Sean Hannity, by the guests like Newt Gingrich, to manipulate Trump supporters into believing there is a plot against Trump. And those supporters, although only a bit more than a third of Americans, they still account for most Republican voters, which keeps Republicans in Congress on a very tight leash. You see, it's a whole ecosystem. Now through all this, the institutions of our government, whose independence is vital for the fair functioning of our legal system, are being compromised, undercut, their integrity is undermined, I mean look, the House Intelligence Committee, the Justice Department, the FBI, the rule of law, the principle that no person is above the law even if that person is president of the United States, it all relies on a, on a system of law, on a Justice Department that's insulated from the White House. We learned about the importance of this insulation under Richard Nixon, which led to a number of rules and protocols to protect the Justice Department's independence. But Trump, Trump doesn't give a damn. He continues to call Justice Department officials directly. He's told his chief of staff to do the same without having even the White House counsel on the phone. This itself is a direct violation of protocol since the Nixon years. Rosenstein and Ray have been telling Trump to call off Nunes, stop this charade of a campaign against Mueller's investigation. Ray made a last ditch effort Monday to try to persuade the White House to stop the release of the memo, but John F. Kelly, the Trump's, Trump's chief of staff, refused. So here's the big question. Why is Trump doing all this? Why is he so intent on questioning and undermining the integrity of the Justice Department and the FBI? Why does he want to fire Mueller? You might think he had something to hide. You see, it appears that Mueller is closing in on Trump. Right now, Mueller is negotiating a face-to-face interview with Trump about a dozen subjects, including Trump's role on that Air Force One flight home from Europe last July, when Trump and his advisors put together a statement. You remember this? They put together a statement. Trump was involved in putting the statement together about the meeting at Trump Tower the previous summer between Russians and top Trump campaign officials. But instead of acknowledging that the meeting's purpose was to obtain political dirt on Hillary Clinton, which everybody understood at that meeting that that's what the purpose was, political dirt from the Russian government, the Russian government that said they wanted to cooperate, they wanted to help the Trump campaign, the statement that Trump himself worked on last July described the meeting as being about, what? An obscure Russian adoption policy a Russian adoption policy. So what is Trump's deal with Russia? Really, what's what's the underlying deal here? Well, you get a glimpse at it, because this week, Trump once again stalled tougher sanctions on Russia imposed by Congress. In defending the delay on these tougher sanctions, his administration claims no new restrictions are needed at this time. Hello? Hello? In an interview with the BBC this week, Trump's own CIA director, Mike Pompeo, he says he fully expects Russian operatives to launch another interference campaign ahead of the midterm elections. So what's going on here? And by the way, what does this all have to do with the rest of American foreign policy? I mean, Trump is looking for ways to deflect attention from all of this, from the Russian connection, one way is to continue to escalate tensions on the Korean Peninsula. You may have seen this. Victor Cha, Trump's widely respected candidate for U.S. ambassador to South Korea. Cha has been stunningly withdrawn from consideration for the post of ambassador. How does this relate to everything else? Well, Cha, who's an academic, who served in the George W. Bush administration, is a hawk on North Korea. But apparently, Cha found Trump too hawkish even for Cha's taste. According to reports, Cha disagreed with what he found in Trump and the White House, the desire to launch what people in the Trump White House describe as a bloody nose tactical nuclear strike on North Korea. A theoretically limited assault intended to send a message rather than trigger a war. Well, I've got news for you. There are no tactical nuclear weapons. You use nuclear weapons, you unleash nuclear weapons. All right? Across the world, you got autocrats now emboldened to rig votes, muzzle the press, persecute opponents, as Trump gives them a fig leaf of legitimacy because it looks to all the world as if Trump is doing or trying to do exactly the same thing here in the United States. So what do you have? Egypt, Cambodia, Honduras. The Philippines, Turkey, Poland, a whole new generation of autocrats and tyrants. They know they run little risk of rebuke from America and its current president, who has abandoned human rights and democracy in favor of America first. So here's the big picture, Trump's strategy is to deflect attention from his likely deal with Putin while stoking a conspiracy theory about his political enemies orchestrating all of this and completely ignoring the ongoing Russian threat to our democracy. That way, Trump figures, he can protect himself from any facts that come out from the Mueller investigation showing he did collude and may even be continuing to collude with the Russians in future elections. Who knows? At the least, Trump will keep the support of roughly one-third of Americans who are still behind him, including most Republicans. And you see, this is his protective shield. It's a cynical strategy. Because along the way, he is dividing America even further between his supporters and the majority of Americans who are becoming increasingly convinced that Trump did in fact collude, and that collusion may be continuing. In other words, to remain in power, Trump seems willing to fracture our society and the trust that our democracy depends on. Trust not only in our major institutions, the presidency, the Justice Department, the FBI, the courts, the press, intelligence agencies, the Intelligence Committee in Congress, but also trust in each other. Because, you see, once a third of Americans believe in a so-called deep-state conspiracy, the question is who is behind that conspiracy? Democrats? Intellectuals? Scientists? Professionals? Recent immigrants? People of color? Where does the conspiracy end? And how much tyranny will be justified in order to root out such a conspiracy? In the early 1950s, now most of you are not old enough to remember this, I am in the early 1950s, another American demagogue, Senator Joseph McCarthy. He made many Americans believe there was a conspiracy in America, a kind of an enemy within, plotting against the rest of us. In his own pursuit of power, McCarthy ruined the reputations and careers of many individuals. He caused Americans to become fearful of other Americans, fearful of enemies within government, the military, in Hollywood, in universities. Joseph McCarthy was finally brought down. But he left behind a stench of intolerance and suspicion. And remember, he was only a senator. When a president of the United States fuels a conspiracy theory against those who have a responsibility to hold him accountable to the laws and the Constitution of the United States, the danger to our society and our system of government is far, far, far greater. So what can you do? What are you doing? Well, I would say... Many of you are already doing what you should be doing. Keep up the fight. Keep up your nerve and your energy in these dark times. Keep your eye on the 2018 midterm elections. We must not allow ourselves to become cynical and throw up our hands. We're not powerless to change the direction of this country. In fact, tonight I want to highlight... The story of indivisible organizers in Chicago I'm going to try to do this every week highlight what's actually happening that is important and good and positive. These organizers in Chicago they've rallied behind legislation to protect voting rights in Illinois and the bill they're supporting just recently passed in the Illinois State Senate and is one step closer to becoming law. Their tireless efforts and the efforts of Americans across the country are strengthening our democracy. The one silver lining on this whole Trump era is that so many of you are becoming activated and so many of us are beginning to appreciate what democracy actually is. And now to your questions. Thomas Linden asks, uh, what do you think the motives are behind Speaker Ryan's decision to keep Representative Nunes as the House Intelligence Committee chair? Uh, Well, Thomas, uh, you know, I don't think you have to be a cynic to just understand that Paul Ryan is a harsh partisan. I mean, Congress has never been in my lifetime, certainly since the Second World War, as partisan as it now is. And Ryan wants Nunes to be uh, right there as head of the Intelligence Committee because he's a, he's a Trump operative. And Ryan is a Trump operative. Uh, Pamela Evans. How can Nunes be so involved when he's supposedly recused? Well, Pamela, he was recused for a while, for a certain period of time, and that recusal period ended. He came back and took over the committee again. And he, his behavior hasn't changed at all. Uh, Bob is it ICE? Uh, what is your take on all the GOP congressmen dropping out this year? Well, uh, look at Bob. I think what's happening is a lot of, a lot of Republican members of Congress, uh, you know, they went into Congress not particularly liking government. I mean, they went in holding their noses. Uh, they don't want to do anything affirmative. They just want to stop things, and they want to work for the big-moneyed interests. Some Democrats do, too, I assure you. But more Republicans, in my experience, uh, I think they're dropping out because they are just tired of it. I mean, they 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 can have better jobs, better opportunities, make more money outside. Um, you know, half of them are becoming lobbyists. Uh, Lori Ferguson, uh, I don't understand if it's a memo, Nunes memo. Is it a legal document or even relevant? Uh, Laurie, um, it is a legal document to the extent that. Uh, you know, it is supposedly based upon classified information. Uh, So it is a document that has that force and effect, but also it is a document that will appear in the press. Fox News is going to be using it. It's, it's, it's It's a political document more than it is of an official legal document. And that political document is going to be used, in fact, in many ways already has been used, to fuel Trump's conspiracy theory about what the FBI and the Justice Department are doing against him and allow him, again, as I said, to have some pretext for firing Mueller and maybe even going further. I mean, basically, Trump has absolutely no principles when it comes to the institutions and processes of our government. Uh, So um, that is. Your, those are your questions for tonight. Uh, again, I, my purpose is not to discourage you or make you outraged or make you even more cynical. The purpose here is to, is to help you understand in context what's going on with all of this, and also to help give you some encouragement uh, in terms of getting out and doing something. By the way, remember to watch, uh, if you can, remember to watch our documentary, Saving Capitalism which is now on Netflix, which also tries to give of even broader understanding of how we got to this point in time. Uh, my thanks to Sasha Lightman, Andrew Santana, Jake Kornbluth for their enormous help. And thank you, all of you, for keeping up the fight. Resistance Report is a production of Inequality Media and is hosted by me, Robert Reich, and produced by Sasha Lightman. This episode was edited by Chris Lucas, with music by Nick Deischer. And please be sure to let your friends know about this new podcast. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so other people will be able to discover and make use of what we're doing here.